Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking NFL Week 8 recap here. We're going to go through all the Sunday games real quick here and uh, see, you know, how everyone performed today. We'll, we'll just we'll just get right into it. We're not going to take any time messing around with it. Let's start off Seahawks, Falcons. We'll talk about this game first. Seahawks win 27-20. I mean, Russell Wilson was fine, but he wasn't putting up like massive fantasy numbers like he, you know, has in the past. In a few games, he ended up with two touchdowns, only 182 yards, but it's just a solid game all around for him. Carson looks good again, 90 yards, a touchdown. Rashad Penny actually didn't look too bad um, yeah, in, yeah. in limited work. Yeah, he looked he looked good, and they ran the ball a ton. I mean, Russell Wilson, you had mentioned he didn't, you know, do a whole lot, but he only threw it twenty times. So, you know, pretty impressive the um, what he was able to get done with the limited amount of time. Yeah, and that's this is this though is what people thought might happen to him earlier in the year. You know, they were kind of thinking they're going to run the ball like crazy, and this is the Russell Wilson you're going to get fantasy wise. And yeah, it happened one week, but I don't think it'll happen a lot. Tyler Lockett, solid game, six for 100. And then a DK Metcalf, not much there, only three catches for 13 yards, but two of them were touchdowns. So. <laughs> Big day for Metcalf. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he needs. Those two touchdowns saves you. On the Falcons' side, I mean, Julio had a big game, 10 for 152 with Schaub as his quarterback. It's crazy Matt Schaub's still in the league, actually. It's just a name I you don't know. expect to hear. Yeah, so long ago we were talking about the guy, and go figure, I mean, thrown into the fire, he threw 52 times. Yeah. <laughs> so 460 yards, I mean, that is a lot. Only got one touchdown out of it, but, man, they obviously they, they trust him uh, enough because they gave him plenty of work. Then uh, Devontae Freeman, not much on the ground, but he got 63 receiving yards too, so he made it respectable for you, uh, especially in PPR with eight catches. And uh, Austin Hooper gets himself another touch or another touchdown catch there. He keeps doing it pretty much every week. He's been one of the better tight end options, but the Falcons just aren't very good. Um, it's not a great team, but there's still some okay fantasy numbers for you. But then how about we'll jump over to Eagles Bills? So the Bills were kind of a, a fake five and one team, I guess this means. <laughs> they weren't legitimate. 31 13. They get beat pretty badly. And man, People that picked up Bill's defense like a couple weeks ago thinking they're going to be good for a stretch here. Man, that was ugly. <laughs> yeah, that got bad very quickly. <laughs> so, Miles Sanders looked pretty good there. For the first time, able to see some of his tail. Only three carries, though. Busted one for 65, though, but he also had three catches for 44. I just, I still think that guy's pretty good player if they start getting him involved. But look at the carries, though. 23 for Jordan Howard, three for Miles Sanders. Yeah. So as good as that looked for Sanders in those short bursts like that, he still had, he was out carried by 20. Yeah, I was going to say, don't get too excited yet. Uh, I mean, really the one big rush, uh, I, you know, they showed they will use him in the passing game, which is great, but Jordan Howard has an absolute stranglehold on the running back position at the moment. And then um, Alshon, four for 64, not much for him, but Zach Ertz is not Zach Ertz of old. That's for sure. Two for no, 20. Goddard, three for what, 22. Yeah, I mean, what do you think that is? Because he was only, I mean, Goddard was actually targeted more than Ertz this game. It was, I, I'm not sure what to chalk it up to, to be completely honest. I love Goddard. I, I really do. I mean, I even picked him up and threw him in my lineup for because I had a need. 
But in no world did I ever think that Ertz was going to fall off so dramatically uh, this season. And he still seems like he's still a good player. But what do you think about the lack of production lately? I honestly, again, I don't know. This is one I'm, I'm kind of baffled by. I'm not really sure what it is. Um, maybe just, I, no, it's not even, I don't even know if teams are paying so much attention to him. It's just, it's weird to me. They're just not trying to guess, go just to Ertz anymore. They're trying to spread it around. And last year that didn't really happen. They're just trying to get the ball to Ertz all the time. And how many weeks in a row is this that Goddard has been just as involved as Ertz? It's, it's a long, it's been a while now. You, you can't say that Ertz is any more valuable to the team right now than Dallas Goddard is, which is crazy to think, but he, he isn't anymore. And his numbers don't show that he's a, like a top end tight end right now. I mean, how many, this is, he hasn't had more than what, 72 yards in a game. And that was, he had eight for 72. No. He had a seven for 65 game. Other than that's all twos, fours, fives, just not much. I mean, the, I, honestly, like, in eight, I mean, eight weeks, they haven't had their bye yet. He has, you know, gone double digits in standard scoring once so far. And that was when he scored the touchdown. And he only has one touchdown. I, I mean, it is a complete night and day difference between where it was at. Um, you know, in the last four weeks or the last three, obviously, um, Goddard has been the play. I, I'm still not saying go and doing that because <laughs> we've seen like good players will eventually, you know, bust out. And Goddard is not head and shoulders better than him or getting more playing time, anything like that. He has scored more touchdowns, and that's really what's kept him in it. But it is kind of alarming that uh, Ertz is just looking – I mean, he's just a guy. I mean, he – right He looks now, like it. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll he'll still be probably hanging on to be the bottom end of the top 10 of tight ends. But that is not why you draft him. That's not where you draft him. So I don't know where you move from here, especially since we're getting dangerously close to the trade deadline for most most leagues. I think you just play him. That's what you're stuck with. And hope it turns around. That's I don't see what else you can do with him. There isn't anybody on the waiver wire for you to get. No, so. no, there's definitely not. Um, on the Buffalo side of things, I guess uh, Josh Allen, you know, solid fantasy game, 21.3 points. He gets the 45 rushing yards, which always boosts him a little bit. Two touchdowns. Not many yards, but for fantasy, he's solid. And I'm not gonna, I don't know how good of a game that was for an NFL quarterback, but for fantasy, he still gets you some points. And then um, another case where the older guy is just as it seems like he is the he's the main guy in the backfield, even though the younger guy in Devin Singletary, I think, looks more explosive. But he, uh, Singletary did get a touchdown catch today. But Gore's going to be the one getting the majority of the carries there. Yeah, even though, I mean, today was nothing spectacular. I mean, Gore, Gore only got nine carries. Uh, uh, it was it was ugly from the get-go. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see Singletary kind of gain ground on him. But as of right now, it does look like Singletary will be a play for, for next year. Not so much for this one. It just doesn't look like Gore is stepping aside. And Chargers, Bears, Chargers win by one. Chargers have every game like this. <laughs> Chicago misses with a last-second field goal. Philip Rivers has not been good for fantasy this year. Um, I just don't even put him in your lineup anymore. He's been pretty bad. 201 yards, touchdown pick. It's just not much there for him. Not much there for Melvin Gordon either. He got himself a 19-yard touchdown run, which saves his day. But other than that, there was nothing going. And same with Austin Eckler. He saves his day with a touchdown catch. But other than that, he only had 22 total yards. And it was just ugly game all around. Keenan Allen... Came into the game questionable. He did play. Not much there. 
Not much for Henry. Just not good for the Chargers today. They win, but just fantasy-wise, it sucked. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, thank goodness they got the win. They desperately needed it. But, I I mean, where do you go from here? Where They have so much talent on this offense. It's really difficult to watch them struggle so much. Who are the guys you still believe in on that offense as far as fantasy-wise, you know, going <laughs> in the second half of the season? I mean, it's been a while since I've had, like, I've trusted Keenan Allen right now. But it's, what, five weeks of pretty mediocre, not even mediocre, I would say, production. I don't know if you can trust that anymore. He was ranked today for me in the 30s. And honestly, I don't trust Keenan Allen right now. I, I don't think I trust any of these guys. It's crazy. To, maybe Hunter Henry because the tight end position's no good. So I just put him, him in my lineup at tight end and don't worry about it. But the others, Melvin Gordon has not been good since he, he's come back this year. It, it's just not been good. I mean, it looks better with the touchdown today, but these are Melvin Gordon's four games. 12 for 31, 8 for 18, 16 for 32, 8 for 31. That is, and he has, I mean, a couple catches here or there, but 4 for 7 catches, 3 for 30, 2 for negative 3, and 2 for 3. That's ugly, that's ugly stats. That's, that's um, I don't even know what to think about that. <laughs> do you put him in your lineup? I don't even know how I do that. I, I mean, if I'm being honest, I don't know. I mean, I, I truly don't know. Chicago, you know, you. I don't. The only solace I take in this is besides for maybe Pittsburgh, but I mean, Denver, Tennessee, and Chicago. I mean, they all can play defense, so you're maybe chalking up to that a slow start. He's obviously trying to get back into the groove of things, football shape, whatever you want to call it. Plus, the defense. You know, the matchups haven't been great. Um. But I, I just don't like what I'm seeing about with the offense in general. So even if I think that he's going to, you know, start getting it back into to playing mode, I'm not sure if this offense is, you know, going to help him out much. I mean, they go against Green Bay, then Oakland. So, um, I mean, I, I'd, honestly, next week I would not be looking to play him. Yeah, I, I don't think I would right now either. And then Bears side of things, Trubisky's a terrible disappointment this year. Yeah, that's for he's, sure. He's just not good. Um, just at all. He's not good. And then, um, I mean, we did say that a lot last year, I think, that he was putting up fantasy numbers, but we weren't sold on him as like an NFL quarterback. And that's all come this year. That's just, it's the fantasy's gone away too. Just bad. And then, uh, David Montgomery finally showed up for the first time this year. So good for him, but it took, uh, his, the people that, you know, were big David Montgomery guys till week eight before you got anything out of him. And a lot of people weren't even starting him anymore. No, and it, it is a giant, giant game, but I don't know. I mean, 27 carries, it, it was such a weird one <laughs> that, right? that I don't know if this is like, a, you know, kind of a breakout game for him. I don't I don't see this continuing game in and game out. I think this was kind of more of a flash and maybe they'll start working in more and more. But um, I mean, it's good to see him finally do it. I guess I'll just give him a hand for that. But I just I have a hard time believing in it. Yeah, I don't quite believe in it. Um Chargers weren't a very good uh, defense against run and fantasy before today. So it just wasn't – it was a good matchup for him. So we'll see if he can do it against other teams. And then receiving side of things, uh, you know, Anthony Miller showed up a little bit. Only three targets, but caught all three of them for 67 yards. So maybe he's starting to get back into it a little bit. Allen Robinson, really not much, five for 62. Just not a lot there from this game, really, except for no. David Montgomery. Yeah, low-scoring game. Not a, Not a whole lot to get excited about. Next up, Giants, Lions. Lions get the win. 
Stafford, again, solid solid fantasy output for Stafford. He's had a lot of those lately. This one, 342 yards, three touchdowns. Um, the, I guess the surprise in this one was Trey Carson got the start at running back over Ty Johnson. A lot of people thought Ty Johnson would be the guy to come in and get most of the work, but just kind of a split there. Trey Carson had 12 carries, you know, nothing to show for it. I don't. I think this is, without carrying Johnson, this is going to be like a Lions look of a few years back where they just throw the ball around and don't get a lot from their running game. And that's fine for Kenny Galladay owners. Six for 123 and two touchdowns. And even Danny Amendola is becoming a little relevant. Eight for 95 for him. And last week, what, Amendola went eight for 105. So that's two weeks in a row. Eight for 105 and eight for 95. He might be a waiver wire pickup for next week. Yeah, they, um, I mean, what are you thinking about? I mean, I think you hit it on the head. Stafford is the the surprise guy, if you will, um, especially when Carrion goes down. You were kind of wondering, we're like, oh, he's probably going to throw a few more times. Really, it wasn't, he didn't get that many more throws in, but he made him count. I mean, the last two games, he's had seven touchdowns. Obviously, I mean, four, uh, three out of the last four, actually, he's he's gone almost 30 plus uh, besides for the Green Bay game, which, he can, you know, nothing really happened. But against Oakland, I mean, how high do you think he's actually going to be? I mean, I would assume he's going to be in your top 10 next week. Yeah, probably. I think he should be. And he's looked like a he's looked good. He's looked like the Stafford we thought he could be. And, you know, last year really disappointed us in how bad he was. But, I, you know, I'm I'm. I think they have a pretty good receiving core. I think they're going to be solid. Marvin Jones did nothing today, but he's still he's there too. I think you're going to see some good games from Stafford. I would uh, I'd feel okay starting him in my lineup, especially yeah next week for sure. Um, when he plays Chicago, I don't know about that, but Oakland, the Dallas game, Washington, yes, two of the next five are against Chicago, which isn't any good in Minnesota. So a couple of those will be tough, but in the good matchup, Stafford's going to do well. He's he'll be a matchup guy, but. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and speaking of uh, streaming quarterbacks, Daniel Jones put on a clinic today. Who would have thought that he would be the number one scoring QB? Uh, Four touchdowns, 322 yards. He looked very, very good, even though they lost. What do you make of him? Because he has been kind of all over the board this year, as you would expect a rookie to be. Is he someone you even consider? or No, not yet. Not yet. I I don't know what this one was, but... I'm still not going to consider him, but um, it was a good game for him. It was it was it was really good, but yeah, I'm still not going to. Darius Slay wasn't out there, so that's a lot of it. True, too. I do I do have to say uh, it's got to be a lot easier for Daniel Jones to do well when Saquon is back, and as you saw, Saquon was tied for the uh, most receptions on the team, which you got to love being the running back. He caught eight balls for 79 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, that helps out any quarterback. So I think it will improve. I'm not expecting this a lot, but it will improve his stock. Um, You know, probably should push him away from from those lower games, which he he had a string of. Yeah. Saquon's just great. (laughs) Simple as that. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Golden Tate was pretty solid through 8 for 85. Slayton got the two touchdowns, but those were his only two catches, but... And Ingram gets a touchdown too, but Saquon's Saquon and Tate, I think Saquon's an awesome option every week. Tate, I think, is a pretty solid option for you. Yeah, be, especially yeah, especially in a PPR, uh, Golden Tate would be a very viable play. All right, how about Bucks Titans? Titans get the four point win here as Jameis Winston throws for a couple more picks. I think he fumbled it a couple times too. Just 
Yeah, uh, James. <laughs> the, but the, hey, the end of the road. <laughs> but he, I don't know how good Mike Evans owners next year. I think are they're going to want Jameis. Jameis just chucks the ball up to him. Oh, right here. And this was <laughs> this was the Evans game today. Eleven for one ninety eight and two touchdowns. That's uh, that's why you um, just yeah. Evans is going to get that game. Everyone. He's he's still okay. I know Chris Godwin's been great this year, and he might have even been like the number one in fantasy actually before this or close to it. Evans is still the number one there. He he just is. Evans is the more talented receiver. I don't I don't care what anybody says. And Evan, so he said his last two games have been pretty solid. He's a couple big ones, but this is what Evans does. He goes he goes off for huge games when he goes off. And then next week he might get himself four for forty. <laughs> right, exactly. And and this is exactly why you kind of love the Bucks, even though they're not a good team. But even if you start Winston, even though he doesn't look particularly good in the game, he still gets you twenty three. I mean, he's still a top ten quarterback this week. He got you twenty three points, and he chucks it so much that if you're playing one of the wide receivers, you have a very good chance of doing well. So it, it's a weird a weird team to watch. But as far as fantasy goes, there's always a couple of very high achievers on it. Yep, it just wasn't um, wasn't Godwin's day today, but he'll have another big game. It's just the way it's going to go with this team. You never know exactly who's going to be the one to do it. And then uh, Titans side of things, Derrick Henry gets himself 75 rushing yards. Tannehill threw three touchdowns, you know, solid <laughs> game for Tannehill. Yeah, he did really well. I mean, honestly, and uh, to people I wouldn't have expected, uh, you know, Jonah Smith, big, big game, talking about tight ends, always trying to find who to play. There's an option I mean, if Walker's yeah. out. I mean, yeah, absolutely. He um he really made a bid for it. I mean, six receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he was by far his favorite target. That would obviously be something I would, I would heavily look into, trying to find a, a tight end to replace anyone that is not, you know, giving you production then uh how about broncos colts kind of an ugly game here the colts win 15 13 and um let's see here my my box scores are loading up again yeah Brissett, not much going today so uh we i ranked him up i don't know 12 13 for this week thinking broncos are just gonna lie down it's gonna be easy for the colts and they didn't so Brissett gives himself 202 yards and that's about it not much else there. So because of that, nobody really does, does anything receiving the ball. Mac gets himself 76 rushing and a touchdown, though, to make his day pretty good. But not much for the Colts, even though they got the win. But, you know, the Broncos' defense can show up at some times. Once in a while, they will still show up. How about the Broncos' running game again? Just a nice split. Yeah, uh, right down the middle. Freeman gets the touchdown this game. Um, you know what? The Broncos have to become the most, like, you know exactly what they're going to do. You know that they're going to split the carries between Lindsey and Freeman. They'll trade off touchdowns. And it has just turned into a thing where Sutton will get 70 to 80 yards, no touchdown, every game. I mean, this is what it's turning into. And you know that you should never play Flacco, obviously. But, but I mean, they're an incredibly easy team to figure out what exactly they're going to do and, and what their fantasy production is going to look like. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. That's about, you know. All they're going to do, and you see Flacco calling out his coaches after the game, which was nice to see, um, for not going for it on fourth down when they're down, and, or you know, not or whatever. What was it? They were not going, not trying to pass the ball there on third down when they were up. Being conservative, yeah. Let's be a two and five team now, two and six, and be conservative. That really does you well. <laughs> they want that high draft pick so they can uh, get a quarterback. <laughs> uh, next up, Bengals Rams. This was the London game. 
Not very exciting game. I, I didn't really see much of this one, honestly. Just wasn't a lot happening there. Uh, Goff gets himself two touchdowns. It was a Cooper Cup game, that's for sure. Seven from two twenty and a touchdown. Um, uh, this is why, this is why you know we we proclaim Cup the the amazing wide receiver to have. He has one down game and then immediately back up. So it was nothing to panic about Cup. But man, it, does he? I mean, does Goff love to throw to that guy? And then um, Gurley gets ten for forty four carries and a touchdown. Daryl Henderson was eleven carries for forty nine. To be honest, I didn't see much of this. I don't even know why that split was there. Was this later on? We'll have to look into this before we get to the week. Um, but it was just, eh. I don't care about Bengals. I don't care about seeing a Rams versus Bengals game. So it just was a uh, blah, I would say. Brandon Cooks got knocked out with a concussion. Seems like that happens a lot. Yeah, that's becoming a thing now. That's, that's a worrisome. Very, very sad to see, yeah. Very, very worrisome, that's for sure. And then uh, and, the Bengals. Yeah. Mixing is the only one that you should yeah. care about in this team. And he actually did okay. I mean, they gave him 17 carries, turned it into 66 yards, and then he got four catches for 11 and a touchdown. So he saved his uh, outing, but, but I mean, there's not a whole lot else here. Erickson no. did get almost 100 yards, but who you know who's playing him at the moment? But that's two weeks in a row for Erickson. I don't know, I know. what to think about this. I'm just I don't either. I'm still not, not buying it yet. Not buying yeah, it. Yeah, Cincinnati is so bad that I'm not. I'm not gonna well, take the bait. And they should have AJ Green back when they come back at, in Week Ten after their bye. So I mean, we'll yeah, see how that changes things. At that point, I almost feel like hold them out. Like what? Right? Why, who cares? Why play the, yeah, why play yeah. the guy? You're gonna be here. Oh, you're in. <laughs> oh, yep. eight. Ugh. All right, next game. Saints beat up on the Cardinals 31-9. Drew Brees comes back in, and it's like he never left. You know, 34-43, 373, and three touchdowns. Looks really good. And Latavius Murray has been really, really good uh, <laughs> filling in for Alvin Kamara. I was actually joking with Craig because I have Kamara and, and Latavius Murray, and I was one of them. I, you know, I kind of take the the blame. I thought Latavius Murray was going to be much more part of the game plan, even with Kamara there. And I thought he was going to be able to play, you know, together in tandem. Thought it was going to be that that role, but um, you know, he was kind of a letdown. But as soon as Kamara goes down, uh, Latavius has actually looked better than Kamara. Not, you know, maybe not football, but numbers wise, he is getting the job done. That's exactly what they need. I mean, he's put up two games in a row that has, you know, exceeded what Kamara has been doing. So. I I almost joke that you know Kamara being out is almost better for for anyone that owns you know them both, um, but I mean to this point he's done so well. What do you think is going to be the look when Kamara comes back? Do you think Murray will will actually be in the game plan again? Do you think that this helped him come back? I I can't say for sure, but I kind of feel like this gives him it could make him the true Mark Ingram role from last year. You know, we thought that could have been what it was, and it, it absolutely wasn't. But why not? Why shouldn't he be playing as much as Ingram did last year in that same kind of role? I mean, it's not like Kamara has been spectacular at all this year. He's been he's been good, but he was better last year. I feel like he's not the guy you need out there all the time. He needs to play, you know, not limited, but not like he has this year. Murray needs to be involved. How, I mean, how can he not be? I mean, this guy's just, he just plays well. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that this is going to open that door to them, you know, reestablishing what they were doing in the past five years with obviously the two talented backs. So I'm hoping to see that more. Um, and we'll see when Kamara comes back. But Latavius, another great game. 
Then, uh, yeah, Michael Thomas, good game too. 11 for 112 in the touchdown. He's just solid. I think he's leading the league in receive in receptions, yards, all that stuff. Yeah, he's he just seems, great. He seems pretty bulletproof. I mean, he didn't. Yeah. I think maybe he had one down game when <laughs> when Bridgewater took over for it. Yeah, um, maybe the first second. one. Yeah. Yep. But man, he is just so consistent. You would love to have him on your team right now. Then, uh, Arizona side of things, uh, there wasn't much there. I'll say that. Charles Clay showed up. That was a, I haven't seen that name in a while. Three for 88. But no David Johnson. Edmonds at seven for eight. I think he got hurt at some point. Zach Zenner is now on the Cardinals. He was on the Saints last week. That's odd. Did you even know that there? Zach Zenner, I'm pretty sure he was with the Saints last week, and this week he's with the, the Cardinals. Yeah, I had no idea about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good old Zach Zenner, but yeah. nothing nothing from the Cardinals. No. There's nothing here. There's just yeah. nothing here. Well, it's, I do say that Christian Kirk, it's good to see him yeah. kind of back in the lineup. Uh, they targeted him 11 times. So, you yeah. know, in a game where you only scored nine points, you're trying to get that one guy the ball. So that's good for owners of Kirk. Jets, Jaguars. Jaguars get the win, 29-15. Sam Darnold just doesn't look good. He's he's rattled right now. Feels like <laughs> I, yeah, I almost feel bad for him. <laughs> he's you know two touchdowns, three picks, and because of that, Le'Veon Bell can't do anything. Thirty-five total yards. That's just ugly. And then um, Ryan Griffin is who gets the two touchdown catches at tight end. So ends up being worthless for everybody because no one played him probably except in deeper deep leagues. Because I will say I did play him in a sixteen-team dynasty. So <laughs> that's uh. You have to go pretty deep, though, to have him in your lineup. <laughs> Say, that's a bonus. Yeah, it's uh, just because I have no tight ends in that league, so I played him. But, yeah, there's not much from the, the Jets there. You can't rely on any of this anybody in this passing game. Crowder, Robbie Anderson, Demarius Thomas is out there. You just can't rely on it. It was, um, you know, they're going to have good games at times, but it's not consistent right now. And then for Jacksonville, Minshew just – Minshew looks good. I mean, you watch him in that game, and there's a couple times he just somehow escapes – from the defenders and then just throws a bullet and like the one to Conley and one to Chark. He, I don't know how you put Nick Foles in at quarterback when he comes back. No, I mean, we said this, I mean, weeks ago too. I, I mean, he was winning games. He was looking good. I mean, he is really, really making it difficult. I, I hate to, you know, put that kind of pressure on a young quarterback, but he, he really does look like the real deal. He looks like Jacksonville's future. And, you know, you match him up with Chark, another very, very solid game. He's an insanely, you know, talented young wide receiver. And Fournette, even though it feels like he's been around forever, he's a young guy. Like, they're establishing a pretty solid offense right now to go along with that good defense. So, I mean, why would you kind of – I mean, <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like Foles is going to get traded once again. Like, he's, he's going to be a journeyman and almost <laughs> right. for no fault of his own. I know. That's pretty much the truth there. Um, otherwise, uh, Jacksonville, Fournette had another good game with 136 total yards. No touchdowns this time, but really solid. And Conley got the big touchdown, so he had a pretty good game there. But DJ Chark, another solid game, 6 for 79 and a touchdown. He's just uh, become he's become reliable for the most part here. You just keep using him. He had the last two games weren't as great, but he's right back. He's going to be good. I think you just put him in your lineup and should be in pretty good shape there. How about the 49ers-Panthers here? So I think it's safe to say the 49ers are for real. Oh, my gosh, are they ever. Uh, <laughs> they Beat. they are just playing good all-around football. Yeah, and then uh, well, Tevin Coleman, four touchdowns today. 
11 carries, 105, three rushing, got a touchdown reception. And he's he looks good. I, I am impressed with Tevin Coleman. I did not see that coming. And, I mean, maybe a lot of it's just the fact that the 49ers can just run the ball. But Coleman looks good. I did I, I don't remember seeing him like this with the Falcons. He wasn't this good. No, he really wasn't. And, I mean, <laughs> to your point on how well they can run the ball, if you look at all of their running backs, first of all, they had, what, uh, six different people rush the ball. Um but just the the long on each of them. I mean, Tevin Coleman had a 48-yard uh, run. Mostert had 41. Breida had 17. Samuel had 20. Every single one of these guys is able to get to the second level because of that line so quickly that they're breaking off these huge runs. And, I mean, uh, you can almost play any one of these guys because they have a very legit you know, chance of making it into the end zone. I mean, even Mostert today, kind of back in the, the mix of things, I mean, it was almost a three-way split. I mean, it was 11 carries, 9 carries, 11 carries for Coleman, Moster, and Brita. I mean, where do you go from here? What are you thinking as far as who to play and when? Well, Coleman, I think, is just for sure. You just play Coleman without a doubt. And now, uh, well, Brita, I'm not really sure. He had an ankle injury in that one. Um, and I don't think he came back at all. But we'll see how that – if that's actually serious – and he doesn't play next week. I mean, obviously you're playing Coleman anyway, but then that becomes a most or it becomes a play then because you can play two running backs from this team at least. And if Breed is out, most or it will be the guy to play. He'll, he'll be enough, enough of an option. I think I don't, I wouldn't play him if Breed is playing. I'll play, I'd play Coleman and Breed, but it's, I'd, I'd play the, I always play the top two. <laughs> I'll say that. And I'd be, feel pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, and Emmanuel Sanders talking about receivers. Yeah. Uh, he gets into the action immediately, scores a touchdown. Yep. Good and then to they see. just blew him out. They didn't need to do anything else. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's nice to see that, though, right away. Him get a touchdown early. They look for him. And then um, the team, they just didn't really need to throw the ball. But Kittle, 6 for 86, he looked pretty solid. But that's a good good team there. Patriots, Browns, Patriots win again. Just uh, keep rolling. Brady, solid, you know, just solid game. 259, two touchdowns. Not crazy, but just a good solid game for him. Sony Michelle does a that's a pretty typical Sony Michelle game. Sometimes you'll throw that touchdown on there, but 21 for 74. It's uh nice to see the 21 carries if you're relying on him. James White and Burkhead not really involved there, but White's getting himself 75 receiving yards. Adelman, two touchdowns. Pretty big game for people that have Edelman. Like you just went and traded for Edelman, I know. Had to be a good good feeling there. Yeah, Edelman and Evans. So I was, <laughs> I was very happy today. <laughs> and Sanu wasn't much, wasn't really involved today, but you know that'll change. Game one, you know, can't really read too much into that. But on the Browns, you know, Baker's still he's struggling, um, and in turn, it makes everyone else struggle on the receiving side of things. Odell can't get going, Landry can't get going, anything like that. But Nick Chubb can, except for his fumbles. Those two fumbles he had early. Which really put a damper on things, especially he had that what it was a forty-four yard run, I think, and fumbled on it. Yeah, but still one hundred thirty-one yards. Right. I mean, you see how talented the guy is, especially when you're doing against New England, even though they did make him pay one way or another. But uh, Nick Chubb is so good; he he has to be the focal point of this offense. I don't, he kind of is, but man, they just cannot get it going. They have to run through Chubb and then and then take advantage of lesser secondaries because. Beckham five for fifty two is just not the reason why you brought him to to Cleveland. I mean, it's no it's a, a rough year for them so far. I don't know 
if they'll be able to turn it around or not. New England, we already knew that was going to be a tough order. But, I mean, the next game, they have to come out firing because two and five, I mean, they're very close to just packing packing it up. And then uh, Texans-Raiders. Texans win by three. Deshaun Watson gets himself three touchdown passes there. Uh, Carlos Hyde looked pretty good, 83 yards on the ground. And DeAndre Hopkins looked good again, 11 for 109. And then uh, Darren Fells, though, two touchdowns. We talked about him, what, in the waiver wire a week or so ago as a tight end option if you needed somebody. And, hey, there he goes. Hey, she did something with it. (laughs) But it's only six for 58. Right. But, I mean, the touchdowns is what you have to look for anyway. I mean, it's the only thing you can kind of (laughs) not predict, but the only thing that sets any of these tight ends apart anymore. (laughs) So It really is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good for him, especially – you know, you, you have to believe that this could continue to happen. Maybe, obviously, not two touchdowns, but that they'll continue to look for him because of, obviously, the different injuries that they, they have at the wide receiver position. But um, I do have to say, Hopkins, the big game by him, 11 for 109. That feels very, very good because Hopkins, like a few other very, very high-profile players, just hasn't been what you expected them to be. Um, even though that they've been producing on offense. So him getting back into it and them targeting him 13 times, I, I hope that is uh, going to be what we see the rest of the year. And then for the Raiders there, Derek Carr actually had a solid uh, fantasy game, three touchdowns, 285 yards. Jacob 66 on the ground. Ty- Tyrell Williams got himself three catches, but 91 yards and touchdown. Renfro gets a touchdown. But eh, just okay. Nothing, nothing special there nope. either. Nope. And Waller, even though he didn't have near yeah. the game, they targeted him eight times still, um, and he got a touchdown, even though he only got two catches for 11 yards. So he's sadly enough in the tight end space that made him worth the play. Um, but I, I think that the eight targets shows how how they're going to want to. So no no panic on him. Then um, that, that's it for the games, except for uh, Packers Chiefs is still ongoing. So we've missed the last little bit here, but I got to say, Aaron Jones is awesome. You see those stats yet? I don't know if you've seen the update there of Aaron Jones. You better click that. I'll say, um, I saw the early one. Check that out. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Well, I was looking for a rushing, but oh, what in the world happened here? So yeah, the receiving, he has six for 151 and two touchdowns. And think of it, that's, that's with getting called out in the first, you know, in the first half there. You got the one called back. Think if he doesn't get that t- that that reception called back. Yeah, man, this is what we were hoping for. And it, you know, you start worrying too because the it started looking like more of a split with Williams as far as rushing the ball because he got the touchdown early in the game, yep. and I was really wondering what what the look was going to be. But um, ah, this is a, a good way just to wrap that up and say, yeah, yeah, Jones is still the guy. <laughs> he is, but Williams is Williams is a uh, usable two oh. touchdowns, so it's crazy. Yeah, he's not going away. I mean, he's he's getting what ten touches, two of them, yeah, touchdown, yeah. But um, yeah, Aaron Jones, wow, that is very impressive. I don't think I've ever seen him come anywhere close to this in the receiving game. And he just caught an eight yarder there on third and five, so that geez. might have wrapped up the game right there. And but, KC, um, I mean, unless you have anyone not to move on prematurely, no, but, that's um, KC. I mean, with without Mahomes, we really wanted to see what was going to happen. Matt Moore. Didn't look bad from the, you know, from what I saw. His numbers aren't terrible. They're not spectacular, but 267 and two touchdowns. I mean, what what is your takeaway from the offense and, you know, the next couple of games without Mahomes? 
he, you know, he's, he's, he's fine. I would say he's fine. Um, Hill was six for 76. So he looks okay. Kelsey got the touchdown. I mean, Mahomes might be back quicker than we think that he was, he said today, if he would have played, if it was a playoff game. So that's yeah. a, it, we'll see. You know, I mean, he's a gamer, but <laughs> I mean, I hope they hold him out a little bit. Right. It's just, <laughs> you know, you know, he can stand around and throw, but you get yourself, uh, <clears throat> get yourself hit and who knows what's going to happen. But right. I mean, they'll be okay. They're going to be okay without Mahomes, but it won't be, won't be great. It won't be like it used to be. No, but I mean, I do have to say, I, I thought Tyreek Hill would actually, um, well, I thought this was going to hurt him the most just because. Um, he's so good at taking the top off the defense, but they targeted him quite a bit. Nine targets, reception, six for seventy-six. I mean, who who on this team do you still do? You, I mean, do you still play Tyreek Hill and, and Kelsey? I assume, but is yeah. there anyone else that you're looking at? Because even the the running back position too, you know, without Mahomes and him dumping it off to them uh, more, you know, are you more worried about Williams and McCoy now? Because you know, even with even with Matt Morin, they it didn't look like they went to the rushing nearly as much as I thought they would. Oh, I basically only feel confident with yeah, Tyreek and Kelsey. That's it. I, I wouldn't want to play anybody else really. Unless you're forced into it at running back. I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable with anybody else but yeah, Tyreek and Kelsey. But hopefully you only got like one more week of that. If if that, we'll see. If Mahomes gets his way, he'll be playing next week. Alright, I think that's it for the recap of week eight. We'll be back tomorrow night. We'll have some uh, waiver wire picks for you. I'll do it. Talk to you guys next time.